Hey, this is Bradley from Emerosa, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I'm finally hanging out with Bradley. I, like I told you earlier, I've been working with the band since the very beginning with my original Channel Punk Videos Rock, but this is the first time that you and I finally get to talk, and I'm super excited because you've created something even more special with this band ever since you joined in, and I'm curious, like that whole evolution, sonically, um, members, like that whole evolution process for you, like that must be a scary thing to do, but you know, coming to this, um, setup now with just the two of you, the duo, and then also like the more of an eighties, uh, inspired kind of sound. Like, how did you know this is like what Amorosa is now? Yeah, I think, well, first I think more special is a, is a tall glass of order. Uh, but that's like, um, I, th I think different, a different special. Um, I don't think, I think they're two different things, you know, two different things under the same umbrella, yeah. essentially. Like the old stuff, um, before I was involved, uh, it is very special. Like, <clears throat> absolutely. absolutely. Um, and, and I respect it. Um, but jumping into this, I tried to recreate that and, and, and failed miserably. Mm -hmm. And so I, I knew that I needed to kind of help create my own space in the band. Yeah. Um, and through, you know, it, it's it's crazy to say that I've been in the band like a decade now. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've had the longest tenure, like as, you know, the singer of this band. Um, and so I feel like I have a strong claim to it, it is my, you know, it is my band, um, along with ER, mm -hmm. obviously, the heart and soul. <clears throat> He's the heart and soul of the band. But the, you know, the whole, I mean, I, I was raised in the 80s mm -hmm. and and I was raised on 80s music. And so it leaks into what I do. That's what feels natural. Right. Um, <clears throat> ER and I decided to, you know, to make this record. And, and, and Peach Club was very 80s as well. And we've just kind of doubled down. But that progression was happening, you know, from the start. Mm -hmm. um, the first song, one of the, one of the first songs that, you know, we really wrote, um, ER and I, had worked on when I first joined the band was, was helpless mm -hmm. from our one thirty one album. And that is a very like funky eighties pop type of song right. that we kind of rocked up a little bit for the sake of the record. Um, <clears throat> and so it was always there. I think it was just this underlying feeling of, Oh, we're a rock band. Like we're supposed to make rock music. And so I think once we threw out that obligation, mm -hmm. um, Peach Club kind of started to come to life, um, definitely with the help uh, uh, of Matt and Bobby, who have decided to do other things. Um, and ER and I are, are we were doubling down on the pop. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think it was always there. We just are, are not hiding it anymore. When you and ER get together and kind of start working music, especially with this upcoming records thing, how different is that creative process now that you have like a more of a straight line, a straight eye of like what the sound is for Amorosa? Um, you know, uh, our producer Courtney Ballard is a huge part of that yeah. as well. He definitely is, is, is a big part of the, the musical direction. Um, essentially he's become kind of a part of the band in our writing process. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, him along with, uh, uh, Stefano Piglipoco, they're both great writers who we brought in. Uh, Alan Lewis, who did a lot of production on um, on Peach Club, uh, he we we brought him in as well. Um, we wanted um, as much familiarity as we could have because it was it was different. It was very scary, and I felt a 
a very strong uncertainty going into making this record because you know we went through the we went through a lot and er and i coming out and deciding to make another record it was just like it was for me it was very scary it was very i was very anxious about it um the first couple days you know it felt strange to be there with just e and i and and start you know making music but i mean that's part of the process like it was scary and it was weird and that's how i knew like well, we're supposed to do this, you know, we, we, we should be doing this. Um, and so we just did the same thing that, you know, that we, that we've done for almost 10 years as, as we've, we started writing, we started creating, um, we started, you know, evolving and we've made a, a fantastic record that is, is a much more mature, uh, effort than we've tried to make before. Yeah. When you're talking about this evolution, uh, one of the things that catches my attention the most, or my ear, I guess, is your your vocal ranges, your vocal tones are insane on this album. A song like Attention, where you're giving me these falsettos, I'm just like blown away at like how seamless it's. it feels like, or it sounds like it just happens for you. Um, how did Courtney and Stefano allow you to kind of step out, or help you step out of that comfort zone and kind of try these new vocal ranges and vocal tones for this record? Yeah, I think I, not to take anything away from them. I, I, I don't think that they, um, essentially like brought it out of me. Mm-hmm. I think they didn't tell me no. Um, okay, I yeah. tried to do a lot on, on, on peach club and, and there were people in the room that were like, oh, I think that's a little too this, or I think you're doing a little too much. And it's like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's a democracy, so I I respect it, and 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 I would change some things. Um, and in this record, I was like, "E, watch this," and E would be like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Okay, let's do it." Like uh, the thing about attention, uh, I love that song so much. It is, it's, 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 and 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 I'll be super honest. It is very blatantly a George Michael rip, uh, and I'm fine with that because I just it wasn't intentional. It just happened because we we were jamming George Michael at the yeah. time, um, and so uh, you know, Mr. Michael, if you see this, uh, <laughs> it is an homage. Um, so please don't sue us. Uh, but I I I really loved being able to do stuff like that and bring out just um, just a, a more, I guess, flamboyant side of my voice. Yeah. I, I got to be a little bit more eclectic with things that I did on the record. The low lows, the high highs, the the falsettos, the just like <clears throat> not showy for the sake of being showy, but I think um, just being a bit a, a little bit more ambitious with my performance. Yeah. And even like the grunges, you had some or some grunts uh, throughout this record. I think Danger was uh, one of the ones where you really had it. And I I gotta admit, like I'm stuck on picking a favorite song because I'm I'm between Attention and Danger. So. Uh, Danger is my favorite song on the record, um, and, and and I didn't know that you've heard the whole record. Oh, I've been it's been on repeat since I since okay. I got it, and I'm like in love with it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Danger is uh, well, I was talking to Alan too. Danger is like my favorite uh, song on the record. Danger is like the 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 more advanced grown up version of Comfortable from yeah. Peach Club. Okay. It's like you know, it's that temperature on the record. Yeah. Um, it's so good. It's like da- danger is, I don't want to say it's like, uh, 
my 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 in my heart i was like oh phil collins or like michael jack or or like or like stranger in moscow michael jackson like i was that's where my head was Mm -hmm. and danger is so good like danger is one of those when people like oh i don't like that i just think you're an idiot because that song you don't know anything about music if someone were to say danger (laughs) is my favorite on the record and i hope that our fans get it but you know you never know you never know at the end of the day I love that song. I'm so proud of that song. It's my favorite on the record. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought it up. I'm surprised you closed with that song. I'm surprised you didn't start with that song. Well, that's such a non non <laughs> starter. Uh, I think I think I think it was a great closer. I don't know. I let Er pick the the like the track list. Courtney and and Er. We were like, yeah. I was like, what's what's the track list? And he's like, this. I'm like, yeah, perfect. Put them up. How do you how do you put out ten singles like that? <laughs> Now, Courtney's basically another member of the band. Yeah. Um, during this production process, like, what song or, or yeah, what song do you feel like you were mainly challenged? And um, not to take away from ER, but what song do you feel like ER was challenged on? Ooh. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't think ER was challenged at all. <laughs> when we were like, ER, we need a lead. He would come in the next day, and it would be great. It would be fantastic. Uh, e held his own far none it was great any anything we needed from him yeah i got it no problem how's this and and he nailed it um for me uh it's rush and i'll be super honest i don't think i nailed that song i don't think that i captured what i was hoping to capture on that song um and and i was watching a a john mayer interview and and he mentions like sometimes you just like you have to let a song go because if you keep overworking it like it's just going to you know, it's just going to flop. Yeah. Uh, and I think I just overworked it and I think I, I overthought it. Um, and I think it's just one of those that I, you know, and I don't think people are honest enough. They're like, Oh yeah, it's my record. I love it. It's, you know, it's great. Go get it. Like go yeah. stream it, go get it. Like we're in 95. <laughs> uh, but, but I, I just don't think that I hit the nail on the head on that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but I, but I love that because, um, I, I like value, that L essentially like okay. I feel like I dropped the ball on that song and that's a great like I'm I'm glad to put that out so that people can see like hey this is fine too like yeah. you know what I mean and and some people are gonna love it just like some people love the versus record and I think it's you know it's not yeah. um so that's the beauty in like you know putting stuff out and the beauty with that too is that like you haven't performed this song live so maybe that might kind of change your mentality on it or give you some more new perspectives to it um that you know down the line that could be something added to i don't know a b-side or something i kind of hope it just ends up in a car soundtrack and then i buy a house you know i can't listen to that song without thinking like this should be in a car soundtrack (laughs) now talk to me a little bit about like um the songwriting because as far as maybe maybe this goes for the newer uh, the new single again but which song do you feel like basically just like wrote itself sub- subconsciously just kind of happened? You didn't even know it was happening. Yeah. Let me think about the record. Uh, have you heard it yet? I have. <laughs> I have. I try, I try not to listen to it. Like after it's done, I try not to like yeah, obsess about it because I know we're going to be playing these songs. It's going to be out. We're going to, I'd like to listen to it after it's, you know, mix master done, sent yeah. out. Um, you know, obviously for the sake of performing new songs, um, you want to get them down. So I listen to those, but I try not to listen too much, uh, of the record because I want to listen to it when it comes out to kind of be reminded. Um, I think, um, 
you know, uh, this is off topic, but preach was really hard uh, to write that hook. I rewrote that hook like four times. And one of my friends who uh, was a vocal student of mine, he's like, what if you try this? I was like, oh, that's a great wow. idea. And then he's credited on the, on the record as a writer. Um, so but uh, I think... I think attention. I think I was I was uh, I was ready to write attention for a long time mm. because I just really felt that song. Yeah. Like who doesn't need attention? Um, and especially over the like, people were starving for interaction with yeah. other people. I found myself afterwards, after the after things have calmed down uh, and and we're getting back to normal life. Not that that the is over. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Um, but once things relaxed and you went out. Like, I remember just standing there wanting to talk to the lady at the grocery store to be like, how's your day? Like, yeah. starving for attention. Like, yeah. and... I need attention. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it's so good, dude. It's so good. It's so catchy. Like, that's what I loved about it. Like, it, it really, like, drew me in. So I totally feel like that. I feel like you were living the song. You know what's funny? Courtney and I wrote that song before we wrote Ready to Love. Um, and, and we, like, put it on the back burner. Um, because we had somebody say, uh, I don't think so. Wow. And so, and I respect, I was like, okay, fine. But then we wrote Ready Love, love that song, great song. But the fact that we got to put out attention and bring in a choir and do like, I sent, I sent attention to one of my friends and she's like, this is the music that you've been wanting to make for like, since I met you 15 years ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, thank you for saying that because I feel validated. Yeah, and in, in, in what I made. So attention came out so easily because I have just been itching to create that for for so long. Um uh, attention really wrote itself. Danger came out really easily. Um man, I'm I'm blanking on like our songs right now. Uh, again was dope. Again was a concept that uh, uh Stefano brought in and it was fantastic. Um it was like it like that one kind of wrote itself uh, as far as like melodically. It was like, we just knew where to go with it. Yeah. Um, I wrote the, the bridge of that song uh, is, is very literal. I was on the, I was, um, the I was on the 405 after a session listening to the instrumental and like writing in my head and I zoned out and I like almost wrecked Jeez. and I had to pull over and like write down what I was writing in my notes and then do like a little voice note. So I didn't forget. And I'm like, I'm going to remember that. That's a cool moment for the album. Um, gosh, I haven't really got to talk about like that many. <laughs> I'm songs glad on the album. Yeah, I haven't got to talk about that many songs on the album. So now my brain is going like, "What about this song? What about this song?" Um, well, I'll throw another song at you because this one is like slowly creeping up there too in LA. Oh, that's okay. another one that's like it's it's getting up there. It's not it's not attention or or danger to me yet, okay. but I know it will eventually. Uh, that's one that ER like just came in and like slammed his lead down and it was like yeah that's the lead um <clears throat> in la it is i i think it's the most like rock leaning mm -hmm. song on the record uh it, i feel like it could have had a place uh on peach club uh maybe even leaning towards 131 mm -hmm. we didn't completely abandon um but i do love uh i think i i think i really have this like soaring note yeah yeah uh, at the end of the song, yeah. um, and I like threw this threw this high note up, and I remember my vibrato was um, Courtney was like, "Your vibrato is like exactly on time with the click," and I was like, "That's what I do, baby. That's what I do." <laughs> um, but that was a really fun uh, that was a really fun song. Uh, that was pretty pretty um, emotional. All the songs are pretty vulnerable 
emotionally. Um, and I think, uh, I, I think forgiveness is another one that came out very easily. It was like just ready to like a lot of it was ready to go because you know, we spent years sitting at home doing nothing, just waiting for the world to open up. And so all I ha- everybody had time to just sit and think right. and dwell. And, uh, <clears throat> so that one came out. That's another one that came out really easily, but in LA is great. I can't wait to play that one live. I think that one will feel very big mm. live, but obviously it's not out yet. So I don't, I don't love playing songs that, that haven't been, yeah, when yeah. people, I go to shows, and maybe maybe it's just me, but I go to shows and be like, this one's a new one, and it's like, okay, I want to hear new stuff, but I want to, I want to, I don't want to hear it one time, I can't be like, oh, what's that one song that they sure. played, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to drive a song into the ground, my, my, my Spotify told me in 2021, I played Dua Lipa uh, and Miley Cyrus's Prisoner 123 times. And I'm like, yeah, because when I like a song, I'm going to drive it into the ground. And so if I like tension and danger. Yeah. (laughs) So if I like this song that they play live, I'm like, well, now, now, you know, now I got to wait. And this is not a culture of waiting. (laughs) Now, talk to me a little bit about like the like the instrumentations for this record, just because you said there's so many eclectic sounds. you had an orchestra in there, or you had a you had a string a, a choir. There we go. Uh, we did do uh, we did do strings. Um, a lot of production stuff gets like sent out, you know, and then it's recorded. And then we don't bring it into the actual studio because it'd be so expensive to try to be like yeah, this sure. and this. At one point, we were talking about having like a children's choir, and with like the the like the cost of travel and the union prices and the parents and everything. It was like, that's a lot. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we, um, I reached out to them like, Oh yeah, you can see them perform, uh, you know, this Sunday at Kanye's church service. And I'm like, well, I definitely think we can't afford them now. <laughs> um, so, but, um, but we did have a lot of, like a lot of production gets added in, uh, like I said, choir strings, um, uh, Alan Lewis, uh, who does a lot of production on the killing me a lot of production on the record um it's it's like little bells and whistles that Courtney will throw in that that uh that really brings something to life um and i, I don't want to reference um too much of peach club but we were listening to wait stay in the studio and we stripped everything except for just like the instrumentation yeah. and if and it was just beautiful like beautiful and and you don't get to hear the songs like that you get to hear them like full but if you take if you take a song like attention and you would take out all the vocals and just listen to like what the track is doing it's very cool Uh, if you listen to preach and you take out the vocals and you just listen to the instrumentation um, you know people can get hung up on like the chorus it's like the same thing it's a very simple song it's it's not you listen to you listen it's maybe maybe to you know John in Ohio, who was like sitting on his laptop listening yeah. and be like, oh, this, this, this sucks, man. <laughs> like maybe, maybe it does suck, John from Ohio. But uh, when you really listen to those tracks, there's so much going on mm-hmm. that I can still find new things that maybe Courtney put in there yeah. uh, or that Alan put in there that I'm like, I didn't even hear this until now. Or, or when you hear him live, uh, um, when you hear him live during a performance, there's so many things that just, that's a really cool thing about hearing live. Like it's going to be different. You're going to see some different kind of stuff. Um, and I I love when artists do that when they change up, you know, 
their tracks a little bit when they change up their songs. But but for our record, it's just, I mean, we sometimes we have Matt Appleton uh, do like horns and 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 and, and saxophone, and just like a whole brass ensemble. Um, it just depends. We're working on a we're working on a on a cover right now um, that we're gonna have like live horns on, and I'm Sick. extremely excited about that. I'm looking forward to that as well now. <laughs> well, dude, thanks for taking the time to hang out with me. I'm like super excited for Sting to drop for everyone to listen to to Sting. Uh, the album drops January 27th, 2023. Can't believe the new year is almost like around the corner. I can't believe you know more than I do, honestly. <laughs> so if you didn't know, you have an album dropping. <laughs> yeah. It's called Sting. It's pretty good. Ten tracks. Corny Ballard was a producer on it once again. Um, and yeah, there's two of my favorite tracks on there that you guys have to check out once it drops. But I'm curious what you guys think when this record releases. Um, thanks again for taking the time to hang out with me. And uh, we'll do this again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.